This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday morning. And if you haven't been with us during this week, we've been speaking about taking heed to our ways from Psalm 39, verse 1. It's part of the theme that we've been speaking about regarding the so many scriptures that talk about taking heed. For example, in scripture we see it tells us to take heed to our ways, which we're going to be talking about, our spirit, taking heed of our doctrines, taking heed that we don't walk in unbelief, as well as many other exhortations that require our taking heed. And in Hebrew, we could say taking heed means to beware or to play, take close attention. Take heed to our ways itself can really transform our lives. So really, we have a choice of living one of two ways. We're either going to live our lives our way or we're going to choose God's way, which makes me think of what it says in Isaiah 53, journey verse 6. The word says that we have all turned everyone to his own way. And throughout the course of this week so far, we looked at a number of scriptures, including Psalm 25, verse 4, when David cried out, Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. And in the same Psalm 25, verse 12, we read, What man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the ways that he shall choose. So we saw one of the ingredients necessary to taking heed is fearing the Lord. And that God will guide us if we choose his way. In the way we choose, he can guide us. Amen. Also, David wrote in Psalm 27, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Interestingly, Junie, when we were in Proverbs, we saw that Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25 are exactly the same. And the word there, which is a word to all of us, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. That's why it's so important, isn't it, Shelley, that we really do consider the Lord before we make choices, consider the Lord and ask him for his way in which we should Go and choose that he might guide us. It's really true. Yesterday we closed the program, Junie, about talking Moses. And I think it's very, very important to see that Moses cried out to God. He said in Psalm 30, I'm sorry, not Psalm, Exodus 33, If I have found favor in thy sight, 
Let me know thy ways that I may know you. And you know, in Acts, it talks about God revealed his acts to Israel, but his ways to Moses. And we can't really know God intimately if we just go by his miracles and acts. We need to know his ways. And you know, it's interesting, Shelley, because in Exodus, it's really clear that Moses, when he was standing in front of the Red Sea, all of the Egyptian army was behind him, along with Israel, two mountains on either side, no place to go. The fire of God was separating all the Egyptians from uh, coming in and killing all the Israelites. And Moses was praying. And God taught him away, Shelley, in that moment. He said, what are you asking me for? I gave you authority and the staff in your hand. Use it. And it was then that Moses put the staff down and the Lord honored his cry and parted the Red Sea. So more than the Red Sea parting at this moment, to take note, if God has given you in your life uh, direction, if he has given you something to fulfill what he's asking you to do, you need to utilize that very thing. And that's his way. Sometimes we pray and God has already shown us the way and we're still praying for him to show us when just like Moses had that staff of authority and needed to take it and use it. Sometimes Shelley in our life, it's the same thing. It really is. And it's interesting, Junie, that Because Moses interceded on behalf of the people of Israel, God changed his mind. But when Moses said, show me thy ways, you know what God's answer was? We see it in Exodus 33, 14. My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. It it really seems, June, that if we seek out the ways of God, it will bless the heart of God and his presence will always be with us. And one of the signs of following the Lord and being in his way is rest. We will find rest to our soul. We won't be stirred up. We won't feel like we have to do something to accomplish something, but we're resting in the Lord. Amen. So we're going to pick it up from that point on, and we're turning to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32. Blessed are those who keep my ways. So the word of God says that we... God's people, when he says this, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. It takes faith and trust in the Lord to keep God's ways. Interestingly, Junie, Deuteronomy 32 verse 4 is just a beautiful portion of scripture because the word of God says regarding God, his work is perfect and all his ways are just. That is phenomenal. We need to attach ourselves to the ways of God. We see in Hosea chapter 14, verse 9, For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous will walk in them. And his ways so often are contrary to our natural or human understanding. And because of that, Shelley, we need to ask him to guide us and teach us his way in the way we should go. Really. Again, if David cried out like this, and Moses cried out for that, uh, I should say David lived by the will of God. Moses cried out for his ways, 
And it says of David, he was a man after the heart of God who will do his will. We need to cry out for the ways of God. Interestingly, at the end of Romans 11, when Paul writes about the restoration of Israel and the coming of the fullness of the church, in his doxology, he says, how unfathomable are his ways. That's the New American Standard. New English Bible says, how untraceable are his ways. And, you know, the scriptures are so consistent, Shelley, because we see um, in uh, the Old Testament, or is that Hebrews? Uh, what are we thinking of? Oh, no, that's in the New English Bible, how untraceable are his ways. I see. Okay, so uh, one of the examples then you're going to talk about in Joshua, is that it? Absolutely, because I want to say this. In all our ways, we're to acknowledge him, not rely on our own understanding. Now, let's imagine you are Joshua, okay? I want to read from Joshua chapter 6, from verses 1 to 5. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Joshua chapter 6. And this really shows that faith is a vital ingredient of doing God's ways because they, we rely too much on our own understanding when we need to do his ways by faith. Okay, imagine for a moment that you are Joshua. Joshua 6 says, Now Joshua is tightly shut because of the, now Jericho is tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went in and no one came out. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. And you shall march around the city, all the men of war circling the city once. You shall do so for six days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and let seven priests carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. All right? You're the successor to Moses. You knew that God, uh, that Moses knew the ways of God, and God performed incredible acts. But now what would you do? What kind of uh, warfare is this when you're just going to march around the walls and trust that they'll fall down? Junie, that is the ways of God, which are so contrary to everything natural. And yet, I don't know if Joshua really knew that those walls would come down. He just obeyed the Lord really? marching around. Uh, because sometimes the Lord tells us to do something, and we don't know the result of it. But if we're obedient, I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll be as shocked as Joshua and all those that marched around because it made no sense. Really, Junie, it's so true. So we cannot rely on our own understanding, just as we read in Proverbs, but put our trust in the Lord. And Junie, a classic example, of course, is what we read in Genesis 22, when God called upon Abraham to take his son, his only son, and offer him as a burnt offering. Now, let's say you're Abraham. What would your thoughts have been if you were Abraham? How could this be? You know, when I used to read this before I hopefully matured a little bit, I would have thought, well, that's got to be the voice of the enemy. This is my promised son. Through this son is going to come forth the Messiah. How can I possibly do it? And then after I thought of Abraham, Junie, can you imagine yourself being Isaac? 
being brought down and laid down as a burnt offering. And yet there was trust, I think, not just in Abraham's heart, because the gospel was preached to Abraham, but Abraham, but Isaac had faith in the God of his father. I think, Shelley, what's really important in that example is that Abraham said, I and the son will return yes. to his uh, servants when he knew he was supposed to sacrifice his son. And that to, isn't that the first time worship? That's is right. In, we are going to, to worship. worship. That's right. And it's sort of a picture, isn't it, of God the Father and Jesus and Jesus putting his trust completely in his father. Yes. And knowing, uh, as God himself, that he came to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And that's God's way. Yes. It's beyond man. And that we too need to put our trust in the Lord every moment of every day to do his will and to learn his way. And the result of it, I think, will be like the walls coming down for Joshua and Israel. And they entered in to where God called them to enter in. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you you are. And Lord, that your ways are so much higher, but you want to reveal your ways to us. Yes, Lord. And as one of the verses we read today, I pray a blessing over everyone listening to us. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Thank you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>